Hey, Cask Chasers, we'll start the show in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey, babe. Yeah, honey. Um, could you talk to me about Single Cask Nation? I've heard of these people. Yeah. Yeah. Cool guys. Cool guys. Yeah. Yeah. They're like independent bottlers. Sure are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, Even I know that. You should, you should know that. Yeah. The seventh retail release of Single Cast Nation is hitting U.S. shelves starting in July. What? Yeah. Six new casks of whiskey, anywhere between 10 and 20 years old. Nice. Each one more delicious than the next. Wow. Yep. Every single cask has to be approved by me or my business partner, Jason Johnston Yellen. Mm -hmm. We only bottle the stuff that we fall in love with. Yes. We only bottle the stuff that we would want to open our wallets for. I know it. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. We're proud to have Impex as our importer, and Impex is proud to be a sponsor of the Cast Chasers podcast. Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jack Bigadoo, the Hood Sommelier. Pour a drum, settle in. This is the Cast Chasers podcast. Aaron, how are you guys doing today? I'm I'm good. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good too. I'm going to interrupt you and just say I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're <laughs> we we are both good. Yeah, I'm good and Bobby is good. Yeah, yeah. How are you, That's Katie? I am doing pretty well. Um, I'm enjoying the fact that even though I'm on Zoom along with our guest, who we'll get to in a second, we've got a clear connection, can hear you guys, and as always, the uh, background of whiskey selection behind everybody looks delicious. Katie, so. what country are you in right now? <laughs> um so i'm in the country of hawaii you poor uh, thing i'm so sorry so sorry you know it's all right it's pretty scenic um we've enjoyed kind of going around this is a little bit of an impromptu work vacation um but it's been nice out here just learning about certain activities that i have to stay away from because climbing rocks and eating raw sushi and hiking are not really encouraged when you're in your third trimester. So <laughs> that's been an adaptation, but you know, it's all good. We got a guest or something, right, Katie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. So speaking about a way to enrich your life, uh, no, we are actually very fortunate to be joined by the Hood Sommelier, Jack Bigadoo today. So Jack, welcome to Cast Chasers. What up, what up, what up? Well, <laughs> thank you for having me. Oh, Jack, uh, thank- I appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks, Jack, for being here. We appreciate it. Um, if I want, so I want, just to understand the connection and why I reached out to Jack and, you know, I, I, I kind of brought you to Katie and, and Aaron because I fell into one of your Instagram videos, your Instagram lies, lives, and I was so drawn into it because you came at the whiskey you were drinking with passion and, and then I, that led me to your, your podcast and, and, and other things that you have set up, which I'm sure we'll pitch later. And you just have such a care and, and uh, drive to just really get the whiskey info out there and educate. I was so impressed by it. Kind of the same, you know, direction we go. I said, we got to have, it's a like mind. 
we have to have him on the show. Um, and he's, you know, he's good air quality because he, he, he's really, he's loud, he's passionate. We're going to get something from it because there's a lot of quiet whiskey like lovers out there and they don't really say much when they come on the radio. But, um, but you're, you're, <laughs> what you you're, mean? you're what right. you mean is I, I, I rant a lot. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I yeah. was trying to be kind about we're, it. But we, yeah. We're yeah. all, we're all really feeling super lazy today and we just wanted somebody to come on that could just talk it's, a whole I bunch. I rent a lot. And so it's we'll, one of my we'll, qualities. <laughs> we'll just go, uh huh. Uh huh. So yeah, absolutely. Strong personality. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So Bobby recommended this, so we're really excited to have you on and everything. And I, I know one of the things that we always like to start off with when we're getting to know a new person is, uh, you know, just understanding what your whiskey story is and how you got into this area that you become so passionate about. So, if you don't mind indulging us on that one. No, absolutely. So my whiskey journey is kind of weird because. I didn't grow up around, you know, mainly alcohol. Uh, originally, I was born and raised in West Africa in a small country named Togo. It's right in a little corner of West Africa between Nigeria and Ghana. You'll see mm-hmm. Togo right there. So uh, an older French colony that became independent in 1916. So um, born and raised there. That is actually a heavy smoker, but he's a he's a. a a local malt guy. Uh, I've always been attracted to malt because actually my grandmother, um, uh, we have our local malt beer and my grandmother will always drink malt every morning. That's literally what she does. So I'll always sip a little bit of the local malt beer uh, on the side as her favorite grand- grandson. I'm always the one they will be sending to go get it for her. So <laughs> when she had a little bit, I'll have a little bit. Uh, being a French colony, um, Wine have always been the main thing on the table. So wine is all I've known for a long time. And when we celebrate, obviously, we drink single malt. Uh, when you're really feeling fancy and spicy, then they'll bring what they call American whiskey. No one actually know the name. But believe it or not, when you say whiskey back home, you're actually referring to Jack Day. Hmm. That, that is crazy. Is the most common whiskey in the world, especially in Africa. So when you go to a bar and say whiskey, chances are you're going to be poured Jack Daniel. So huh. That's interesting. That's a fact that you need to keep in mind. If you go to a third world country, usually that being, especially in Africa, if you go to India and all those places, usually when you say whiskey, you're either going to get Johnny Walker or Jack Daniel. Yeah. But when I went to Jack Daniel, I pointed out to them and they're like, yes. And back in the 1990s, we had a promotion that we we work on a few things in some countries and export where we are the only people that were there. We didn't see any other whiskey. So keep that in mind for your uh, bragging right, Jack Daniels. Huh. Yeah. Um, I always say how much I love Jack Daniels. That's not a thing you ever say. I actually do not. <laughs> you say the I opposite of that. <laughs> I know. I did not like Jack Daniels until about three years ago. Weirdly. I've never had ten. I've never liked Tennessee whiskey at all. Same, yeah. But I, I like to say that every year it seems like the older you get, it's just like wisdom. You you become more mature. Your palate becomes better. So some things that you didn't even appreciate, all of a sudden you kind of see a silver lining in it, and you kind of go into this weird. I like to call it like you know for yoga people a chakra exploring thing where it's like another third eye opening your mind. You're like. I don't hate this thing, you know, as much as I used to hate it. But I came in this country when I was 19 years old, going to, uh, to actually go to college. Um, 
I only started my whiskey journey actually uh, when I started my professional world, which I'm an insurance agent um, by profession. 13 years, you know, is an opportunity to have an agency, employ people locally, and really educate people, especially immigrants like me that come in this country, don't know how to protect their family. So it's a big deal for me to uh, to actually uh, educate people. And that's really what my journey started is about educating other people and what I learned about insurance. And when I got into the spirit industry, I wanted to do the same thing, educate people, because if you know better, you would do better. That's that's always the rule. If you know better, you do better. Can we chat about whiskey a little bit? Yes. Yeah. Let's chat about whiskey. About what? Is this whiskey yeah. what okay, I guess we can talk about that. <laughs> So, so, we're, so we're drinking the same thing, right? All, all of us except Katie are drinking the same thing. Yeah, uh, Katie Katie ate too much beans. Yeah. So she's a low constipated right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> as they, there are these symptoms. As they say. You know, so my, do- my daughter used to ask me when she was a kid, she would see a pregnant woman. She's like, well, why is her belly big? And I was like, oh, she ate a lot of beans. So she's a low constipated right now. <laughs> He's like, well, what's going to happen? I said, when you're constipated, you're going to fart. So she's, she's going to fart and she's going to feel better. That's it. <laughs> just as a quick How? side note, Bobby Bobby and his wife, Dana, their youngest son uh, just turned six. His name is Ben and he is my buddy. And he, we were very close before I got pregnant. And then the first time I showed up to their house showing a little bit and they're like, there's Miss Katie. She's got a baby in there. Ben was so freaked out. And then five minutes later, he's asking to kick, kiss my stomach. So now we just have to tell him that, you know, Miss Katie's got to fart out a baby. And then That's right. Is that, is, isn't it cute? <laughs> is it, I see I see somebody and I think pregnant women, I believe, are just so cute. I see somebody and I can't even say, let me kiss the, the baby. But yet that six year old can just walk in and do it. I know. And it's not creepy. At no all. shame, right? No shame. No these shame. kids. No shame. <laughs> Cherish <all>. it. <laughs> oh, they, they get Tell creepy. Tell me about what you guys are drinking. Make me jealous. They get creepy, too. Um, so. We wanted to kind of, Jack and I chatted a little bit about what are we going to drink, and you know sometimes we just just drink whatever's around. But I wanted to do, I wanted to kind of drink with him and have a drink with him. And I thought that would be special, but I also wanted something that people can get their hands on easily. So yep. for the new listeners out there, and I'll be honest with you, everybody I know loves it. Um, it I it, don't know people that dislike. It. I haven't. I've yet to I, met one. Yeah, the most no undeniable yeah. um, drum in in the in the in the whiskey industry. Easily, Belvini definitely did okay. The, with the worst, it, the worst, and th- we're talking about the Belvini uh, Caribbean cast, the fourteen year. The worst I've heard about this yet was a generic statement, and the guy that said it didn't even hate it. Um, he just made a comment. He goes, "You know, you don't secondary good whiskey," um, mm-hmm. and, and there's truth to that. But then he followed by saying, "That doesn't mean this isn't an amazing scotch. It truly is. Yeah. Great. I mean, the, <laughs> yeah. So, so maybe you do. Yeah." yeah. <laughs> And for new listeners, what I'm saying is, if you're if you have a barrel or a, 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 a series of barrels and you taste that, or the master distiller tasted, or whoever may taste it, and they say, "Wow, this is an exceptional batch," they're not going to second that in something. They're just going to it's as good as it is. You know, it's it doesn't need to be right. Finished they're not going to they're not going to put it in another barrel right. to finish it. But that doesn't mean they don't take quality whiskey and secondary um, in something like, for instance, this is a rum cast finish, um, and I'm 
I'm really, I really lean into rum cask finish, um, finish whiskeys. So this is specifically, this is probably one of my favorites as and, far as that. And Jack, Jack, you said something that we we've actually said before. I don't know if we've ever said it um, while recording, but um, you said you were talking about this one in particular and and who you recommend it to and why. Could you could you jump on that real quick and? Yeah. So every time I actually, uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't like scotch, right? I have a, a class that I do called scotch school. What I do usually is teach people that drink of the spirit, how to walk their way into Scotland and show them each part of the island and whatnot. But mostly when a bourbon drinker say, Hey, I want to get into scotch. I don't know where to start with. Belvini 14 year, you know, um, Caribbean cask is definitely the number one thing I tell them. I said, it has all the aroma that you need. The spiciness is 43% ABV. There's nothing there that is, uh, I like to say, shocking to your palate. If you're a bourbon drinker, this is where you you walk in calmly without actually having any, especially if you're an Angel Envy lover. If you love Angel Envy, right? This is literally where you, you really need to walk in mm. and for anybody that doesn't like strong ABV, really like things, I hate the word smooth, but like to, you know, smooth their way into, into single malt. I say start with Caribbean cats. One of the things also for people that are beginners, the reason why I got interested into Belvani about seven years ago was actually because they're the only I would like to say, yeah, the only one so far that I've found in the single malt industry that are the most transparent people in the whiskey to make from the warehouse to even showing a newbie about it. If you look at, for example, their Belveni, um 15 year sherry cask, one of the craziest thing they do on it. So even if you want to schmooze your friend and impress your guests, you see on it directly that they have the barrel and how it was aged and what you need to know about the different things. So all of a sudden now you can sound like a pro when you're talking about the single one. You're like, oh, yeah, they aged for 15 years and he stayed in this rick house and the wood pretty much was triple layered. You can see all these things because they put it <laughs> right here on the box. So you almost can never go wrong when you actually, you know, as a new person walking into single malt or scotch with Belvin because they give you everything you need to know. So even if you're you don't have anybody to guide you, boom, you're right. You got everything right there. So they're they're a really transparent company. They have, um, I mean, they great, not to get too deep into it, but they have great people at the helm too. Um, some there's some legends in there that are making Belvini, um, and specifically their main core line, which I guess you can consider this. It's what I mean by there. This is obtainable. Yeah. So oh, yeah. to get a 14 year single malt that's not that has a name for itself for under a hundred dollars, and that's where we are, and that's. Depending on where you are, I know we have a lot of sixty nine ninety nine. Every every duty free, every airport, US, every yeah, US. Yeah, every US sixty nine ninety nine. You can I said, get your Belvini. I said one bucks are the highest. We set a price one time, and we had a, somebody message me from Australia, and they were like, "I, f- I found it. It wasn't sixty. It was one hundred and twenty or whatever it was." And I'm like, "Well." <laughs> American, U.S. So yeah, um, yeah, Amer- we do have American. to specify that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey Chasers, Aaron here. I wanted to talk about our sponsor, Wilderness Trail Distillery. If you want a great whiskey without the fake legends and made-up history, try some Wilderness Trail Fine Kentucky Bourbon. It's made by master distiller Shane Baker and fermentation expert Pat Heist, who you've heard on the podcast, at their distillery in Danville, Kentucky. They make a weeded bourbon, a high rye bourbon, and a Kentucky-grown rye whiskey. Wilderness Trail is offered in bottled in bond or cask strength. It's non-chill filtered, and the mash bill is on the side of every bottle, so you know what you're buying. This is real information. Not some magical recipe or who Shane's great-great-grandpa is. I'm telling you, keep an eye out for Wilderness Trail in your favorite store. If you happen to see a barrel pick or special release of Wilderness Trail on the shelf at your store, grab it. It's not going to last long. If you want more information, check them out online at wildernesstraildistillery.com. But, uh, but for an easily obtainable whiskey, um, definitely on should be, on, in my opinion, on, on people's shelves. What I like what you said, Jack, is... A lot of bourbon drinkers, when I bring up, even if they're seasoned American whiskey drinkers, they always say the same thing. I'm not a big peat fan. I'm like, man, there's, you know whiskey. You know it's not all peat over there. But they have this mentality that everything's going to be peat. And for I, new, but for, I, I, to, to, to your point, to your point, I want to make a little uh, correction is because every person, and that's why I came out with Scotch School. Every person that introduced you to whiskey seemed to always, and especially yes. seasoned Scotch drinkers, seem to always give you the worst of right. what you need to start with. Yeah. So every person that come to my, I, I promise you, anybody that came to Scotch School that sat with me, when we, we start, they go, I'm not going to like this, but my husband made me come or my wife made me come or, you know, my friends say this is going to be fun, but I, I hate scotch. I'm like, okay, hate is a strong word. Can you <laughs> indulge me for a minute, right? Let's, let's walk this. And I, 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 99% of the time, they're the one going home saying, fuck it. I'm no longer yeah. going to, I'm no longer drinking bourbon. This is what I'm going to start. This is with. where I'm at. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And I think that's why I like scotch so much is it's, and not to pick on bourbon people and there are, and again, I have to put out little caveats and everything. There are bourbons out there that have plenty of uh, character and everything. Most bourbons, in my opinion, that I taste are really one direction. Scotch, you have a plethora of options and each bottle has its own little journey. I mean, this isn't just rum. This is, you still get the, you know, the, the, the barleyness comes out of it. It doesn't get lost in the barrel like a lot of older scotches do. I think it's very forward. It has a lot of young whiskey qualities that I like without the young whiskey qualities that I don't like for a 14 year. They masterfully put it, in my opinion, at 43%. There's a lot of people, your bourbon people specifically, and I'm looking at you bourbon folk. If it's under 45, they won't even touch it. Um, but in Scott, I, but when it comes to bourbon, I'm I'm one of those. Right, people. right, right. No, I'm not. I, I'm not I disagreeing. Not, I will not touch any bourbon that is that is nine, 90 proof. For me, you might as well drink me. Just give me sugar water. I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> but but what makes single malt interesting, and what I tell people, is the simplicity and the complexity. That's what I was going right. with. Yeah. Simplicity yep. and the complexity is. What if everybody had the same distillate, mm. right? What if everybody had the same distillate? What really makes single malt interesting, the power in the single malt story or history is not the distillate. Right. 
the power goes to the master blender, right? There's no, you don't see, you don't hear a lot of master distillers in Scotland because we all distill in the same thing. It's 100% malted barley. Yeah. We just toast it. We do it's the same, almost the same distillate. That's there's the reason why there's so many independent bottlers in Scotland because we can buy the distillate. But what I do with it is what makes a difference. What the type of cask I use, yes. where I store it, how long I do it, how I blend it, really give it an edge. So it's like if all of us, you know, I, I'd like to say. Single malt is the word I use. I, I wish I lived in, in this world we live in. What if we all had the same skin color? We all had the same height. We all look alike. But what makes us different is the journey that we took, right? Yeah. Is the cast that we're in. All of a sudden now you become different. It's like, oh, let's give prop to our history, our, our journey, right? The place you came from. We got into that conversation a little bit with the guys from Penelope Bourbon when we were talking about MGP and kind of, you know, peeling back the curtain to say, you know what, why is it something that's so taboo to talk about to say that your whiskey has MGP in it when the way that you blend that product or the way that you curate it completely changes that story and the arch of what that bourbon tastes like from it. Another you know? another amazing woman we were to piggyback off earlier in the whiskey community, Ashley Barnes, um, who you know, started her journey, I believe at, I believe it was at, um, Maker's Mark or, or no, it was, uh, it was, um, it was, um, she's been a lot of four roses. Four roses. I think she was for a while. And uh, anyway, she's a, that's her gig. She's, you know, she blends, she goes to different distilleries and she helps, you know, them Ebony, through the process. Ebony Major. Right. Yeah. Jackie Zykam. All uh, heroes. You call it? I, she, I can, I can go on. Yeah. For, I got a she, list. She told me something that I thought was really interesting. She she's an American uh, whiskey blender, and I think she's done some work on scotches. She I always appreciate single malt blends and and scotch blends in general. I'm a blend fan. She said the cool thing about and the interesting thing about you know Scottish blends is they're all blending from the same juice, and I know Absolutely. you know they're all blending from the same. It's the same thing. It's, it's just little- the why it tastes different and why it's better or whatever. It's the blender. It's that's who it yeah. is. That's the that's the craftsmanship because this liquid's the same stuff. They only have a few distilleries they're pulling from. Every so, time you look on a bottle, they will say Master Blender, you know, Belvany Malt Master Blender, like David Stewart from Belvany, right? Is mm-hmm. a master. Blender. He's a legend. I tell, yeah. I tell, there is power in the taste, right? Because when I educate people on spirit, doesn't matter bourbon, whiskey, cognac, whatever it is that you do. When I was taking my WSCT, somebody asked me, it's like, tell me uh, why you taking WSCT. And I said, I want to make people feel, right? Let's forget about the spirit itself. If it's gin, whiskey, or whatnot, I want to make people feel. So if you and I, knowing that good whiskey is only enjoy amounts people you care about and love, what if we can go on a journey together? What if we can we can jump into this car and that my best friend in whiskey in the world is 23 years older than me. Okay? But when we sit in my basement drinking some Isla or drinking a barrel strength whiskey because we had a long month or a long week. Every time we have a sip, you hear him or I go, 
can you imagine having this in the middle of Hawaii, just in Ohio, o o Oahu or, you know, just sitting on a big island and seeing all these merchants passing by and the wave just crashing on the mountain. We take ourselves on this journey. We always have music in the background. And I shit you not, right after, right after we're done having that whiskey that I enjoy so much, next day or two days later, I will have the same drum and I'm like, I don't like this. It tastes high. <laughs> but it's because it's the journey, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like those are those for my master blenders too, is they take your your taste bud, your nose and all that on this mythical journey that by the time you get to the other game, you're like, you know what? My soul is satisfied. I love that. I love the language you use to talk about the journey and what we're all kind of reaching for. I think every time we pick up a bottle or we, we, you know, bring it over to a friend's house to have an experience. And that's something that we've chatted about on the show a lot. I mean, this isn't the first time that the guys have busted out of Belveni 14. Um, there are a lot of, I'd say, cast chasers favorites that we share. And depending on who we're sharing them with or what the circumstances are, you always just get such a unique experience, you know, that that makes every single conversation memorable. So it's been awesome that we've been able to, you know, have one with you today and add to the repertoire of stories. First and many more to come, I think. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Um, can, can I ask a favor? Um, you, you, you have something on one of your episodes and what I, what I want the listeners to know and I, what I like about your episodes is specifically your podcast. They're short, sweet, to the point and educational. But you have you have something you say. I think it's I think it's five things that new people to whiskey do wrong. Or um, I, I'm probably verbalizing that wrong. What, how, how's it go? Do you remember what five, it was? Five mistakes to avoid. Yeah, it was it was five mistakes for new whiskey drinkers to avoid. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I like that. Can you can you give us a tip to go out on for for our listeners? Yes. So you know, I try to keep it in the five. Buckets so or like, for example, on my on the Truth Is Barrel Proof, which is a community podcast. Um, I wanted five minutes, right? I love the number five for some reason. Uh, five minutes. Give me a five minute review. So if somebody goes into a store, five minute and pick up a bottle, can you tell me live tasting? Boom. Tell me in five minutes what you taste into this bottle, so I can make a buying decision. The number one is the lone wolf. I talk about the lone wolf. Don't be a lone wolf. Wolves are great because they hunt as a pack. Not to quote the hangover, but, <laughs> but you I want, National Geographic you're quoting. You, know, you, 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 want, you want to be part of a wolf pack, okay? You do. The reason why is because not we all know the truth about the, the whiskey hunting is that not every bottle is a tin. Which means that if you're a wolf pack, it means that you have at least one out of five, one out of 10, I don't care what, what your pack is made of to get a bottle. So be a wolf, be part of a wolf pack. The more you are, the better chance you have to get your bottle and especially at retail. Mm. Second thing is retailers. Why in the fuck you believe that you just gonna come into a store and get whatever the hell you want? <laughs> Where in Jesus name does that make sense? That will never make sense. Just like your own mom have her favorite kid. Trust me, she has a favorite kid. <laughs> you and your brothers and sisters is the same way that retailers have their favorite uh, client. So if you're the guy buying beer 
going and helping the retailer with his barrel pick uh, sales day, being the one who's always there since day one, guess what? Just like me, when something come in, BTAC, Pappy, uh, what do you call it, Mictors, whatever it is that come in, you get that text message that say, hey, I got A, B, and C, which one do you want? You always the first one to be called. So be, be friend with your retailer. I don't care what you're saying. Yes, he's running a business, but he doesn't have to sell you shit at retail. He doesn't. Absolutely. The proof is you walk into every store, people are selling shit at, you know, 20 times the price. And guess what? There is a motherfucker out here buying the shit. So guess what? He doesn't need to sell you this at retail. So we can sit here and jump on every Instagram and bitch about how, you know, somebody's selling a $20 bottle at $500. But guess what? There is a sucker born every day and they will buy that shit and not even blink an eye. Your, your retail. Be friend with them. Also, educate yourself. Know your palate. Don't follow the hype. Follow the taste. You know, know thyself. Socrates say, know thyself. And that's true. One thing that I didn't even put there in my podcast, but I put on my TikTok was join a club. You hear crying about how you can't get a bottle and everybody got a bottle and then secondary market is selling this bottle crazy, blah, blah, blah. Join a club. There's free clubs like Taste Select Repeat or there's Pay for Play. In this, nothing is free in this life. You can pay for play, join Bourbon Pursuit, you know, join their Patreon or something and then you pay for it. Guess what? They got a four roses that come out. You get to have a four roses at, you know, at retail price. They got some, that's the, some, some of us just don't have the ability to be out here, you know, roaming around six, seven stores to be able to get something. So if you can afford it, join a club. Don't be a lone wolf. Don't, don't be a lone wolf. Know your palate, join a club. Was thing number five that we're missing? You know what? I I can think of a lot. I can think of, but, but the one Jack's like number is, nineteen. Yeah, no, no, number five will be try it before you buy. It. Yes, nice. yes. Try it before you buy. It. That's number Why one. Why I say try it before you buy? It. Try it before you buy. It is so important. So be friend with your local whiskey bar. Walk in there and try things at the release. If nothing else, before you purchase it. You've tried it. You know, somebody go, why did you buy this bottle? Hey, let me tell you, it's A, B, C, D, and it falls in my palate. That's what I bought it. Yep. Perfect. Yep. It's good. And I think that's something that a, a lot of people miss is the try before you buy aspect of it, which is super important. There, There is something to be said for trusting a particular person or trusting a particular distiller. Um, but I, try before you buy is huge with me. Well, awesome. Well, Jack, thank you so much for joining us. This was a blast. And uh, I think you definitely find some or found some like minded uh, whiskey lovers between all of us. Thanks, Jack. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks guys. a lot, Jack. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll let you get back to your day. But uh, this was great. Yep. Thank all you right. So Take care, man. Be well. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Cast Chasers, that's it for this episode, but we'll be back again next week. And if this is your first time listening, we want to personally thank you from the whole Cast Chasers team. 
if you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And in the meantime, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cask Chasers. You can also join our Facebook group. Don't forget to check out our website, CaskChasers.org, for show notes, Cask Chasers swag, and more. That's it for now, and until next time, remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram, it's all in the chase. Alright, I'm recording on that thing. Recording in progress. That that Apple or Zoom auto yeah, voice is recording in progress. In progress. In progress. <laughs> Recording in progress. Recording.